Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This podcast is a cautionary tale revisited. Ooh. <laughs> With me <laughs> is Crystal. Hey. Uh, I'm actually excited to talk, uh, get back into, say, this topic because it was, it, it is a cautionary tale. It's not really specifically about Prince. I want to kind of clear up. And this is kind of a prerequisite to the Prince podcast that mm-hmm. we. Uh, for some reason or another, maybe you can explain uh, why we pulled it. And so yeah, on. yeah, we will. We'll get into that. But first, mm-hmm. I wanted to have some. We were mentioning that this is um, is this episode. The episode was called "The Reign of Prince," episode forty-eight. And as we were discussing this, you were talking about the numbers four and eight. Right, four and eight. Uh, well, in the, in the Chinese tradition, four uh, is death. And then eight is an auspicious number because it means prosperity. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the perfect, you know, uh, number on this because it's death and then prosperity, true prosperity after. And I think that's what really a prince's message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why it is so, so important for me to really put back the original uh, content of mm-hmm. that podcast so people can understand it. And so that that's his true prosperity in the afterlife coming and- out. And for people who have not listened to that episode just yet, episode 48, to do a little um, backtracking, we recorded that episode right when Prince died. And it was important to Moss. Um, it was the next day after Prince's death. You know, Moss, Prince died in Moss's hometown in Minneapolis. And you have passed it. You passed his house many of times. And you felt a, a connection to him. And not only did you feel a connection, you were saying that Prince was actually with you while we were having the conversation. Yes. And so a lot of the content, you know, came through, through the eyes or the definition of what he saw, which is basically what I see. Mm-hmm. He just sees it from a clear perspective now that he's on the other side. Normally I prep for a recording and I kind of dive into the subject and spend a couple hours researching it to get clear on the structure. And with mm-hmm. this one, we just talked about it and just went with it. Right. And it, it's, it's out there for people that might be listening to this for the first time. You know, it's, there's a lot to take in. Prince is, is speaking to Moss, speaking through Moss. Uh, you're talking about, you know, deals potentially with dark energies and the devil, and contracts. And so when we put it out, we didn't really think about explaining it. I think we just dived into it. Uh, it was still very raw. So when it, when it came out on iTunes, I received a lot of a negative feedback immediately about the, about the podcast, which was not our intention at all. We wanted it to be a, um, you know, an honoring of Prince, but a lot yes. of people, uh, took it as discrediting. I was a hater. Yeah. <laughs> discrediting Prince and so on. Dis- uh, yeah. No, far from it. I, I, you know, I love his music. You know, he's a hometown guy, you know, lives pretty close to me. Uh, no, uh, he's a great guy, actually. And, and you know, and, we, and I got some messages immediately saying it was the worst podcast ever. And <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I, if I didn't like this podcast so much, I would immediately stop listening to this podcast. And right. who does Moss think that he is? And oh, so what are you saying that Prince, you know, what Prince had had no genius? And, you know, so you're saying that my favorite artist 
uh, was the devil and I listened to devil music. So I just got all this, this, I just felt like it was hate or negative information. So I freaked out and I was like, I, oh my gosh, people are interpreting this the wrong way. I'm going to take it down and just put the meta healing because it was such a sensitive time. Prince had just passed away. Right. Maybe we should have, you know, spent some more time building it up. Maybe I should have explained mm-hmm. it before. So I felt it was my responsibility, you know, as a producer to not, have all these people like hate Moss, you know, <laughs> like hate right. you. <laughs> so I wanted to True. like protect you from that, especially when, you know, people were still, people were looking for something or looking for a reason. And there was a lot of emotion going on. So I just didn't feel at that time it was appropriate. And you talked about a lot of deep things that I thought was unsure if the mass market was ready for that. One, mm-hmm. just as a preface, I do talk to the dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of note that. Well, similar to what is it? The Long Island psychic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that might kind of sound strange to say mainstream individuals and so on, you know, but I see the other side. Uh, I, again, uh, I joke that half my clients are say on the other side or dead. Um, but I can, uh, I, I'm pretty accurate. Uh, again, if you ever watch Long Island, uh, Long Island psychic, she's pretty accurate about say what she sees, you know, you can't Google that stuff up. So uh, they do connect with me. I can connect to anybody on the other side. Uh, I can connect to anybody on this side. It doesn't matter. I can summon anybody's spirit uh, and give you, say, details about it. So that is one of my abilities that I have. And Prince is not the only one that's come uh, to me. There's been other people, other celebrities that have crossed over. Robin Williams came through. You know, he didn't want to, you know, go into it uh, with Prince uh, like Prince did. He didn't want to do a podcast or anything, but he, Robin Williams, for example, he told me that, you know, if I had understood it was so simple to recognize who I was, I would have never done what I did. So I helped them cross over wow. uh, again. So Prince, uh, on the other, on the other hand, uh, he, after he crossed over, he kind of woke up, uh, actually connected with him and it's in the podcast, uh, the original one, uh, you know, days before uh, I had this feeling that, you know, I was thinking about Prince and kind of so I kind of like talking to him even beforehand because your spirit like disconnects or knows, you know, well in advance when you're going to cross over. Mm-hmm. So they come to you, right? Uh, in fact, there are a lot of loved ones, just say average people, if you want to call them average, I'd, um, uh, their loved ones as they cross over. I can pick up on them and they go, you know, and they go, oh, my back hurts. But what it really is, is that that loved one that's crossing over, they're trying to connect to me just to make sure that they're crossing over uh, respectfully and in the right heavenly space, let's say. So again, a lot of people come to me uh, as as they get closer to death. Um, so in this case, Prince wanted to say acknowledge, because he's got a lot of, say, influence. Right? He wants to understand now, say, what it's all about Again, and that's why we call it a cautionary tale, right? that you don't have to sell your soul because that was not his intention uh, when he, say, signed that contract. Right? He had a good heart. Uh, and there's people who don't have a good heart. There's people who, say, commit themselves or sign a contract because they want to be ruthless and powerful. Right? You know people like that. Right? Um, you know, in, in, in the movie world, Right there's always uh, the bad guys and the good guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, uh, people want that power or control. Or in Prince's case, 
the beauty of, say, transforming individuals. Okay? So his songs, uh, again, it's not about devil worship. It's nothing dark like that. In fact, uh, it's, uh, his songs are of, say, a lot of beauty, uh, you know, and, and good sexual intimacy. But, uh, but what happens, okay, and uh, let me just clarify, again, it's nothing uh, about darkness or anything like that, but you start to see, say, the pains because he is actually, say, paying the price for creating beautiful music. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And I think that's what we, uh, that's what I thought needed to be clarified before we released it, because a lot of feedback was, what are you saying that Prince signed this contract? And so this music is, is created by the devil and it's bad, but I love this music, you know, um, there's just a lot of confusion circling it with certain people and music, you know, you've, you stated before at events is, is powerful language that connects everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And yes. people get really emotional about the artists and the music. Yes. So, so yes. So what happens is that, yes, is say art, art form, in this case, music uh, is, is beautiful. Uh, again, it's not devil worship or anything like that. But what happens is those patterns or those frequencies, you start to say engage in how beautiful the music is, which absorbs you into prints, does that make sense? And then you get engaged into, say, the darkness that he signed up with to create. And that's where the danger follows. right? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of individual, and we just did a podcast uh, on, say, worshiping. That's mm-hmm. where it gets distorted and that's where it gets dark. Because people just give themselves to, you know, artists or movie stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they're so brilliant. Again, that's where the danger comes. And what, another thing that I'd like to discuss, which I find interesting, is this podcast. You know, I I feel like there's there's been this uh, since we took it down. There's been this well, where'd that go? Where'd that go? Feeling with with the podcast, and I know I know yes. you keep mentioning it. Our team keeps mentioning it. A couple people, you know, listeners have been mentioning it, and so my yeah, experience of, of that is like why you know like we edit things all the time like why is everyone (laughs) freaking out over this it's like oh my gosh is this just like a lose-lose you put it up you get people hating you take it down people are like confused so but but you said something earlier uh today prior to our recording that it wasn't you it was prince that's been yes because because like you said it happens all the time Right. We edit things. We we mm-hmm. do something, you know, we <laughs> record something and then go, oh, it's not good enough or whatever. Right. We throw right. It, it. It doesn't it, it doesn't bother me. But this it's like Prince just keeps I don't want to say nagging me, but just keeps coming <laughs> in. And it's like, well, you know, when is Crystal going to put that back up? You know? <laughs> and then later on, it's like, well, when is Crystal going to put that back up? So, uh, again, it's his say message to the world. Again, it's a cautionary tale, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't get, say, sold out. Like he did. Again, he had every right intention. And this happens a lot, guys. At his level, it's a higher level because, you know, he's very popular, right? But at a lower level, uh, do you guys sell yourself out, right? Do you guys sell yourself out for even things less than what Prince did, right? He did it unknowingly. So he just wanted to spread his music. He just wanted to be out there, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't trying to dominate or control, you know, like uh, somebody like Hitler, Right. Or somebody, well, I don't want to get into the uh, politics, but, uh, you know, people in politics, mm-hmm. right. Or people, uh, well, the Koch family, 
you know, if you read the you know, Dark Money and so on, there's a lot of stories of that. Those guys sell themselves out, and they knew they they were selling themselves out. They just wanted power and control over individuals. So the, again, the Prince was not like that. Uh, a lot of artists out there, you know, a lot of movie stars out there, a lot of geniuses out there. They're not there to, you know, again, control the masses in that respect. They just want to get, you know, the beauty and grace of arts out there. Unfortunately, arts is one of those areas that go, hey, you know, we'll give you beautiful music. We'll give you so-and-so. Uh, all you have to do is say, sell yourself or be in, you know, distortion as you create the music. Uh, and that's why you see, uh, again, a lot of what artists, singers, comedians, right, in the dark side, but they they create beautiful music. They create beautiful, say, works of art, beautiful mu- movies, but their life in itself, very destructive. Where do you think that comes from? Right? They should be enjoying the beauty and grace that they're, say, emanating out there, but they don't. Look at Prince. Uh, he's very sickly. You know, he had a son that died, I believe, uh, of some crippling disease or something like that, right? All those things, if you look at histories, uh, say leaders out there, uh, there's, say, the darkness patterns of selling yourself out, uh, and then your family gets distorted. So, and then he got sick, right? And then he got addicted. And that's how his life ended uh, early, because that was in the contract. So, and he tried to get away from that contract. As he awoke, but he couldn't. And, you know, since we did that recording right mm-hmm. afterwards, a couple weeks later, people came out with, with their stories and, you know, Prince's ex-wife, she came right. out to People Magazine about the tragedy of them losing their son who was born, you know, who died a week after he was born in 1996. Right. Uh, and I'm sure other tragedies within the family dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. Or conflicts and so on like that. Again, guys, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, he's the devil worshiper or anything like that. But, you know, he did he did sign a contract. Uh, and that's what happened. So it's a cautionary tale of other individuals or other artists or other movie stars. Again, guys, you don't have to sell your soul. The pure source will grant you access to, say, Phenomenal music. There's a lot of, say, songwriters nowadays coming out, right, uh, from their source side. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sell yourself out to create great music, artists, uh, sculptures, architects, uh, inventions, whatever it is. You can do it uh, the right way and enhance your life. So that's the cautionary tale. Be careful who you sign the contract with, right? Uh, I've, I was tempted quite a few times as well as I, you know, rose into the level that I'm at. But I kept the straight path. So here we are again, the cautionary tale, print revisited. This podcast, special podcast, is called Reign of Prince. And with me tonight discussing uh, Prince's situation is uh, Crystal Vambrini. Crystal, how are you? I'm good. I know that um, Prince passed away. There was a lot of tears shed all around the world for him. Yeah, it was so amazing. And, uh, you know, I live in Chanhassen. He lives maybe three miles away. Paisley Park is about three miles away from me. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and I drive, you know, we drive by it because it's right on, you know, main highway, Highway 5. So, But I never knew he lived there. I thought that was just a studio. I thought mm-hmm. he lived somewhere else in Chanhassen. But he actually lived in that uh, in that place. So quite beautiful. 
I've never been inside, but very nice. So you, we were discussing uh, earlier, and, and we can talk about it in a few minutes. Just want to tease it for those that are listening. Um, that Prince came to you. Yes. Yes. And so, what does that mean when and when someone um, comes to you? Well, it's it's interesting. There's been a few people. Uh, whether they're popular or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be a, a major trend now for me as well, is that as they cross over, uh, for example, Prince uh, specifically, you know, the night before, you know, we heard the news that he passed away. Uh, I wanted to listen to Prince songs for some reason. It's like, gosh, I haven't listened to Prince because he was my favorite. You know, I, I grew up with the, the guy, not personally, but through his music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going, gosh, I need to listen to Prince songs. I don't know why. You know, I'm going, well, that's kind of strange. Uh, and then the next morning or the next day, I hear that he had passed away. Uh, that's happened several other times with uh, some celebrities. Uh, Robin Williams, uh, he kind of came into me as well uh, like that. Uh, and then more recently, just, you know, average or normal people. Uh, um, this, 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 a friend of Zach was my, uh, uh, my middle son. Uh, she came to me. And for some reason, she just she just wanted to like hang out with him. I walked in, uh, and Zach goes, "You should be dad. You should work on her." And as I tap in, she goes, "What does that mean?" And then I noticed that her grandfather is uh, going to cross over. So his gra- her his grandfather her grandfather was reaching out to me, you know, through her, uh, just to make sure that he crosses over properly. That ha- that's happened more and more and more. Where, uh, and even, even people go moss, you know, we're giving him, uh, we're giving, you know, my grandfather or grandmother their last rights and so on. But can you just make sure that he's crossed over properly or they're crossed over properly? So, um, I never expected that. It's, mm-hmm. it's really an honor for me. So, so when you talk about you grew up with Prince, uh, mm-hmm. what do you remember about Prince that stands out for you? He was so dynamic, you know, he, well, uh, 79, 80, that's when I graduated uh, high school. And that's when his songs, you know, in late, late 79, you know, early 80s, that's when his song was really popular. I mean, he dominated the culture. I mean, we wanted to dress like him. We went to First Avenue, you know, we used to see him here and there at certain clubs and so on. So, uh, again, as a young individual, uh, he was cool. You know, he was very dynamic, very sensual or sexual. So, uh, who doesn't want that, right? When you're a young guy. So, <laughs> so, and he also seemed to be like a rule breaker. He didn't follow rules. <clears throat> yes, very similar to me as well. So we kind of matched. And some people actually said that I kind of looked like him <laughs> I when I was younger. I, so maybe it's the hair. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe, but maybe it's uh, maybe the if hair. Maybe you look at my younger pictures. <laughs> you think Were you trying to dress like him? No, no, not dressed like him. He's a little too far out as far as dress. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, not at all. But uh, we used to dress up. You know, we posted on social media, on the social media accounts, when he passed away, we paid our respects. And a lot of people posted comments. Um, one from Jay Wang, 1230 on Instagram, posted, we must do a session on Prince and his genius. Yes. If Moss cares about his fellow Minnesotians, Prince is from Minnesota, he'd honor our request. Right, Moss? Of course. Yes. <laughs> Especially when he lives so close. He lives in the same city as me. How can I not honor him? 
you know? Uh, very fantastic. But let's talk about his genius and how he got that. So, um, you know, as he came into me or, you know, once, once I get that feeling, you know, like, uh, again, like I said, the night before, you know, coming in, uh, wanting to listen to Prince. Uh, and then I, uh, and then after I hear the news that they crossed over, well, I can tap into them and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they tell me their whole story. Uh, and it's just a brief story. Uh, and then you can ask me questions uh, about how that stuff, say, works on there. So in his early days, uh, from what I'm seeing, he really, really had, say, that strong desire to really make it big, you know? And just like a lot of us, you know, we pray, uh, we get so focused on on it. And he has this ability to create or materialize uh, fantastically. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, unfortunately, he did sign a contract with the dark side, whatever, whoever you want to call it, the devil or whatever, uh, you know, you want to call it. Uh, and they gave him, say, fantastic, fantastic genius uh, abilities uh, for a very short term. And from what I'm understanding, uh, again, is that, yeah, we'll give you this fantastic ability, okay? Uh, but uh, you're going to die at an early age. And he's just thinking, well, you know, we kind of go through it. And it's like, well, you know, instead of like struggling all my life, and this is kind of his mindset or what I'm getting from him. You know, he's, he's telling me, it's like, well, you know, st- instead of struggling all my life, because I, you know, he, he hates to be, say, number two or number three or, you know, not make it at all. Uh, I'm going to go for it. And then uh, thinking that, you know, he's going to be smart enough. So a lot of people do that as well. Uh, very, who are very, say, driven individuals. It's like, well, there's always a way to break a contract. There's always a way to get out of something you know, because that's what they've done in life, right? They've been a rule breaker and so on. It's like, yeah, I can manipulate this. So, and that's that's what he did. He signed that contract, uh, and that's where he started to get his genius. If I'm not mistaken, uh, again, his rise was very, very quick, right? Once we, he was on the scene, but then it, he became uh, very popular, like all at once. Uh, you know, and it spread throughout quite quickly. Um, so. Uh, anyway, as he aged, right, fantastic music. He had the perfect lyrics, right? Uh, beautiful, say, perfect. Uh, I think he was one of the best piano players, not piano players, guitar players, from what I know, uh, in the world, right? How do you get that, that good, that fast? Again, help from the other side. Uh, and as he aged, his music transformed because he knew he was going to, say, cross over you know, as we get older and older, that time actually for him gets shorter and shorter. Uh, and so there was a transitionary period where he, where he started to turn totally religious. If you remember that part, mm-hmm. he totally let go of, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the drugs and all those things that are, say, taboo, right? Or we think are taboo. I forgot about that. He turned really religious yeah. for a stint where he even like... Um, Mm-hmm. Dis- didn't he like disown some of his music for a certain period? He did. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, and so he turns totally around. He thinks that being becoming really, really religious and becoming really, really a good person uh, is going to really say help him. Uh, sad to say, uh, he, he finds out. Uh, I don't know how long of a period that was. Is kind of tapping into him. Um, uh, ten, ten years. He's just, um, just kind of tapping into him. Nine, ten years. Uh, he's telling me around that time, uh, it took him that time to realize that, you know, being really religious, being really, really good, you know, physically is mm-hmm. not going to do it. It's not going to break that contract. Uh, so then he starts to reclaim the music. He starts going back uh, and he starts other things, 
you know, he's got, um, and during the whole time, you know, uh, you know, he's, he was kind of handsome. I mean, he's a nice looking guy, short, very short, uh, but small in stature. Uh, as he got older and older, he started to look more shriveled up. That's, that's another sign as well as say a dark source controls you. They start to shrivel. Uh, I actually saw him in Chan Hassan, uh, in Byerley's, which is like a mile away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever he comes into say Byerley's, everybody else has to leave. That's just, that's mm-hmm. just the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of got a brief look. He looked like a, sh- you know how apples just shrivel away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He started to look, he was, he was looking like that really, really old for his age. I'm going, wow, it's crazy. Hate to be uh, very gifted, but I'd hate to be him. Uh, I didn't understand it at the time because I didn't have my abilities at the time. So, and, and that's, and, and that's uh, that process that happens. Uh, then he gets, you know, more and more, say, physical issues. Mm-hmm. And there's always, say, an always an addictive type pattern to people who sign contracts. There's no way that they can get around that. Uh, and I've seen time and time and time again. He, he even did away with drugs and so on. But uh, he was he was hooked on uh, from pharmaceuticals or something like that for pain, right? Because you have to take something for pain, right? There's no way around it. That's how they get you. That's how they say lasso you in. He can he can like read people and just know exactly how to say manipulate people through music. Manipulate in a good way, you know what I mean? Get them turned on, get them say excited, get them whatever, right? Uh, and then in personal life from what I'm seeing, you know, manipulate people as well. Uh, that was one of the say amendments or part of the contract that he can he could do that. Um, so it's like, yeah, we'll give you these fantastic abilities. Um, but at age, you know, whatever he died, 57, 58, uh, it's going to be a short lifespan uh, at around that age. You know, you're going to die. We're going to take over you. And that's, well, that's what happened. He couldn't get out of that contract. Uh, and towards his last few years from what he's telling me, very, 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 say, desperate on trying to find, uh, you know, that key to open up. So, uh, and even a few years ago, I, you know, every time I see him, I go, God, I should just stop at his door, uh, and just knock and go, Hey, we're neighbors. You know, mm-hmm. I do can I use your studio? Uh, you know, I had that feeling. Now I probably understand why I had that feeling. It wasn't really about me recording something there, you know, uh, it was probably just getting connected and just kind of helping him out. But, uh, I didn't know it at the time. So, yeah. So why, why did he come to you? Why did he come to me? Um, you know, people start to realize, uh, that I can help say break that contract. Cause as you cross over or as anybody crosses over, uh, that contract is not broken. Mm-hmm. You know, that contract is say at full force or it even actually magnifies for, for that person. Right. Because now there's no time or distance. They can do say whatever, wherever, whenever, uh, to you. Uh, and the next lifetime you come into, and this is this is the key part, uh, say you come into the next lifetime. Well, you're still controlled by the contract. Uh, anybody else that you create, you know, through family and so on, they get uh, controlled by the contract as well. And that's how, say, what I, the term I use, harvesting, you know, your family is harvested. That's what they do. So, so did, were you able to break his contract when he came yes. to you? 
Yes. And what, what does that mean? What did you do? Walk us through that. How long did that take? I mean, there's so many questions circulating that. Uh, how long does it take? It doesn't take really uh, a long time in his case. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really, I don't know, for some reason it's like, uh, I can help you, but let's do it later. Uh, it's something about, uh, and this might come out later on that maybe their group or Prince's group or somebody that owns uh, will get, say, connected to me somehow or we'll do an event to um, somehow uh, Prince and me will kind of combine. Uh, I don't know how, or it'll, there'll be a mention or something like that. I, I don't know why that's part of the agreement, um, but that's what he's, yeah, that's what he's telling me even now. So, um, so anyway, breaking that contract, I guess he's just helping me out by that, but I, I don't need that help, but thank you anyway. Um, so breaking the contract, what that means is, you know, just like a lawyer here, right? You sign a contract, you go to say at a third party or another lawyer on your behalf to say, uh, see how, how we can break or separate that contract from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be at a high level and from what I'm known, from, from what I'm seeing or what I've known, what I've, um, kind of brought down from that universal database uh, in the past is like I've been given abilities to break, say, any like spiritual contract at any level, really. So I'm kind of like at that highest level or, you know, the highest level of authority, really, uh, where I can break all those contracts. So um, uh, I don't know. Does that answer the question or I I guess? Deeper, no. So so break down the question and then I'll give you say specific. I guess I understand that you say that you broke his contract and you, right. you said that a, like a lawyer breaks his contract. What does that mean? I, I guess I just don't understand at all what that means. You just say your contract is broken or you like visualize yeah, well, it. Breaking. I, I summon, no, I actually summon say the other, uh, the other entity or the other party uh-huh. in, in, you know, uh, and then uh, I'll be, I would be say the judge of that agreement right? The, the judge of the two parties. Uh, and in this case, it was really about just say annulling or dissolving the contract. The other party say didn't want, uh, anything really. So, uh, they're actually, the other party actually just say quite understanding once they got to realize that they don't need to say control people to, uh, enhance where they are. So kind of help them out as well. Uh, I don't know what else to say to you. It's, it's like for you, for example, you, you know, you sign a, whatever, a lifetime contract, right? In your, in your line of work, mm-hmm. right? To a movie studio, right? And then you're not happy with it. So you want to break free from it, right? So you hire somebody like me that'll talk to the studio uh, and get, say, that deal broken. Does that make sense? So that's what I do at Spirit Lab. So is Prince unable to reach that other party he needs you to channel that other party uh he doesn't need me he can now that he's crossed over uh he's always say attached to it because that's Mm -hmm. what controls him uh and if he's aware enough Mm -hmm. uh, he can actually say talk directly to them but you have to be at a certain level of authority to break contracts you can't break contracts say below your authority level so have you ever seen that the show Goku, the Japanese cartoon? Uh-uh. Uh, Dragon Ball Z? For uh. those people who, well, I watch it with my, with my, 
my sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's a Japanese cartoon. It's about fighting and so on like that. Uh, and what they do is they have these powers, superpowers. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and everybody that, say, fights with each other, uh, they get to see what level of power they're at. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like that, um, you know, and, and, and to put it more, say, at a physical, uh, for example, animals, dogs, right? If you are, say, scared, they already sense it and then they can control you. Does that make sense to you? Yes. They can sense yes. your fear. That does make right? sense. Yeah. So uh, those entities or, you know, spirit beings, uh, and are they alien? No, they're not alien. So um, they understand, say, the level they, cause they can read, they can, you know, sense the level that I'm at. And then that's why I'd say they, that's where they can, they honor me because mm-hmm. I've gotten to those higher levels. Uh, if you're on the dark side, if you're on the pure side, no matter what side you're on, um, you know, reaching say the levels, those high, high levels, no matter who, what side you're on, they'll honor you. Uh, and, and, and it's, sim- it's similar. It says there's some passage in the Bible well, and even in the Quran or, you know, the Torah about, you know, the, the other side, say, honoring you when, you when you get to higher and higher levels. So they talk about, say, Jesus. And again, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but, you know, the story, because it's a Christian uh, story. And again, uh, nothing about religion. Uh, they talk about, say, um, um, what, are, what do they call those? Uh, in, in the Muslim culture, jinns, they would honor, say, Jesus. Did that, did that make sense to you or no? Or did that, I'm sure it opened up a lot more questions. So yeah, it, it started to make more sense. Um, I guess yeah. you, you said that, you know, so Prince came to you because he knew that you could help release him of this contract. And I guess for you, it's just, I, you know, to you, it's just seems this happens all the time and you do it pretty yes. quickly. Um, <laughs> but to someone like me, and I'm sure those listening, it sounds... Uh, a bit foreign. So, you know, but so or, when you or unbelievable, but yeah, um, but it's just, it's just like when you go through the process, you summon in this other energy. Are you closing your eyes and visualizing this process? Are you actually seeing the physical form of Prince or are you just feeling his energy and then you feel the other side's energy? Well, you know, when, when say people who have crossed over, mm-hmm. they come through, so I do sense or I do feel his frequencies, uh, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I see his frequencies. Uh, but when they cross over and they come to you, mm-hmm. uh, they always have to, say, generate uh, a body image. So, yes, I do see him hmm. or sense him. Because mm-hmm. uh, if they're, well, uh, if they're at higher levels, right, they, they know where they are. They know they're in that heavenly space. They really don't have a form. They don't have an identity like we do, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not male, female. But to, for you to identify them for who they are, uh, they have to say generate. And it creates, say, a law. It takes energy to create that. Uh, and a lot of times people start to, say, blend into somebody or attach onto somebody living because that's how they get their energy to, mm-hmm. say, sustain that shape or presence. And what about this dark force that he made a contract with? What shape is that energy in? Okay. Uh, the shape of the dark force is actually a huge, say, it, it's not really a shape. It's not a personal form because it's not just, say, one, one, one uh, body 
or one form. It's actually, say, a group of bodies uh, that I'm seeing. So as they, in this shape or form, uh, actually have, uh, have, uh, has made contracts with, uh, say a lot of, say their, uh, artists, uh, uh, out there as well, or people who are popular. Cause again, they can, uh, just like a recording studio here, right. They want to pull in, say the talent, mm-hmm. right. Cause it brings them say more hits, more audiences and so on. Uh, on the other side, it's the same way really, but they bring in more spirits. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, this entity is, is quite large. Uh, there's a lot of people and they're not all say popular. They don't have to be all popular, but they, uh, so it's just like a group consciousness, if you will. That's mm-hmm. what I see. And once you released him for his, from his contract, will you, will you see him again? Can you channel him again? Can you connect with him? Sure. Sure. Even at a clearer level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Prince's legacy fulfilled does he feel fulfilled with the music the amount of music that he left here on earth or was there more that he wanted to do uh was there more that he wanted to do now no he was kind of like towards the end he kind of from what i'm seeing he kind of just like gave up uh because it wasn't really about the music okay and i'm just channeling not channeling filtering um so he's actually listening to the question and he's just telling me you know and i'm just repeating it for you. So, uh, no, towards the end, it wasn't really about the music. It was really about say, uh, well, in the beginning, let's just start from the beginning. In the beginning, it was about the music. It was about say, not controlling the masses, but influencing the masses. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause there is, that, that's what it's really all about. And then towards the end, he started to realize that, well, he can't get away from his contract. So he kind of fizzled out. He wasn't really interested. He was more internal. Uh, he was more, well, spiritual, I guess, uh, from what I'm seeing and more, again, and as people get more spiritual, they get more internal. Um, but from, from what he's telling me is that now that he knows or understands how like spirituality or true spirituality or true, say, um, uh, it's the, the true way of how spirit and human, say, ex- not experiments, uh, human life really consists of. Uh, he can create music at a much higher form uh, that can actually, say, enhance individuals rather than, uh, you know, at a much higher level. So through his music, he could actually, say, transform people. Just the way I, I transform people, uh, he would do it through his music. From what right. I'm saying. So, so the, his music would actually not only say entertain people, but really, really say benefit people at a higher level. And then uh, he, he actually is really, say, really excited about that now that he's talking. Uh, and he, he, you could almost, he, he's telling me he could almost like, he could get to the point where he could just like elevate all those individuals say, at a concert or something to the higher levels. Mm-hmm. Similar to me, but actually t- for him at a higher level, because, you know, you've got music involved in it as well. Uh, so it's kind of a whole new form of, say, entertainment uh, that you could get into now that he understands the concept. So it's really quite cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That Did that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, so. You know, um, I hesitate bringing this up, but I'm going to bring it up mm-hmm. um, okay. because I don't like to be viewed as a gossip person and I don't want to be viewed as a person who takes advantage of a sad situation of a, you know, of someone mm-hmm. passing. Of um, but it came into my vicinity through one of my 
best friends. You know, so many people have been affected by Prince. And right. um, one of my best friends is very close to his, mm-hmm. essentially, this woman who he helped raise for a decade. Okay. And um, she called, you know, the day after he passed away. And I was with mm-hmm. my friend and mm-hmm. um, she was very upset. And then she posted this Facebook message about her experience with Prince and about mm-hmm. her mom's experience with Prince. And I read sure. it and mm-hmm. it was very long. It was very touching. It was very beautiful. Um, her mom had a um, a long relationship with Prince and uh, sure. she credits it with many of the songs um, that mm-hmm. he wrote. And, you know, right. you could say he was a muse. She was a muse. She was inspiration. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was why was I reading that? you know, that message. And when I was reading it, I was like, she should post this somewhere. This should be in Rolling Stone. Like this is a beautiful tribute to Prince. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't planning on, you know, discussing this, but now that we're, you know, talking about Prince Mm -hmm. and if you have him there, you know, does he have a message for her? Um, Does this resonate at all with him? Uh, Yes. So from what I'm seeing, um, it's kind of like that love hate relationship, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. From what I'm seeing. Uh, so she was there, uh, again to promote, um, and, uh, to like, um, cause, cause that's how, from what he's telling me, you know, Prince really gets his creativity for say studying the human psyche at a much, much deeper level to do that, to get inspiration. He has to push people to say those extreme levels. So a lot of his relationships, not only just this one, uh, it gets pushed to the extreme levels. So not very, say, not the grandest or the best types of relationship, uh, but that's that's what those relationships were really meant for, right? Mm-hmm. To instigate his, say, creativity. So mm-hmm. that's what that, um, and, that's, and that's why that relationship was there from what I'm seeing. Uh, did he truly love her? he's telling me that he couldn't really, that's kind of a part of the contract too. He couldn't really say fall in love with anybody. Mm-hmm. He could have physical relationships with somebody, you know, he could befriend people, but he couldn't just, it's like that emotion to mm-hmm. a certain level was turned off for him. So he couldn't fall or commit to any one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that helps. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and the person, whoever, whoever she is, um, turned out later on more of a, say, mother-type feel to Prince or a caretaker-type feel uh, to Prince. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you know, she and this woman's daughter, you know, she shared this mm-hmm. touching story um, mm-hmm. on Facebook and in this, I'm reading, I'm rereading it right now. Um, you know, some of the things, you know, and I respect privacy, but some of the things she shared was, you know, they, they stopped talking for a decade. Um, mm-hmm. They had stopped talking and the daughter. Uh, she still keep tabs on him though. Right. And she ran into Prince saying. and mm-hmm. then, you know, um, and they were reconnected and they all, you know, they stayed, they, they didn't need to communicate, but they always stayed in touch over the years somehow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, you know, last week my mom said she had a feeling something bad was about to happen to Prince. And then yes. the night before they found him, she couldn't sleep. Yep. 
So the same pattern, right, for her, because he's like, she's connected to him, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that same thing, I mean, I'm sure it happened to a lot of people. Um, happens to me as well with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so Is that, that you start crossing over. So You, you actually can feel it because you're spiritually connected to that person. Uh, I'm not spiritually connected to that person, mm -hmm. but they reach out to me. See, like in her case, she's connected, right? At mm -hmm. a frequency level mm -hmm. to him. So uh, what happens to him? He, she senses it because that's that relationship. Again, is that maternal type feel uh, after their relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. Initially it wasn't, but it turned out that way. So in her case, you know, she's connected, but in the same way, so that she understands it or feels that something's going on with Prince, uh, they, who's ever say crossing over gets connected and understands that I can help them out. Uh, mm -hmm. And then through the network or the spiritual network, they connect with me and that's how they come in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that Prince said to you that he would, you know, by you helping support him and crossing over that you were going to get some sort of mention, you know, somehow. And, and you, and you kind of said off the side, you don't, you don't need that mention. Um, some, some could take that and just being super honest as a bit of um, like, Whoa, wait a minute. If Prince, who a lot of people think is, you know, a musical God right. comes to you <laughs> post death and says, he's going to help you out. And then right. you say, oh, I don't need that. That mm -hmm. sounds kind of wacky. Like, whoa, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's not egotistical or anything like that, by mm -hmm. the way. Uh, so what I meant by that is that, um, you, well, it, it's really about, say, gift giving or the true form of gift giving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so it, it, uh, and you're right. So let's preface it. <laughs> Back in the old days, mm -hmm. okay, this is, uh, again, the spiritual form of gift giving. Say you help somebody out, okay, in physical form. Say their barn, you know, burns down or whatever, right? Uh, you help build their barn up, mm -hmm. right? You help build their barn. So in return, you know, as an offering, they would give you, say, a gift, mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, say you're a doctor, you go help somebody. In return, as an honor, uh, they give you a gift, Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So for, for me to say help Prince, he didn't need to give me that gift uh, as an honor. Okay. I would have helped him no matter what. That's mm -hmm. what my real intent was. I was just looking, uh, you know, and, and I kind of get in trouble that way because I think that everybody thinks the way I do in the beginning. You know, I, I was really, really bad, but now I'm getting a lot better. So, so cause I'm going, well, that's, everybody thinks about say gift giving or say uh, a mention or something like that mm -hmm. uh, the same way I do, but okay. My fault, my bad. But that's what I really meant. Uh, he didn't have to say, do that for me to help him. So mm -hmm. that's what I said meant by, I didn't need him. Okay. Not, not like I didn't need him. Right. Right. So yes. Right. Yeah. But he doesn't have to do that. You're not expecting no. anything. No, no, not at all. Um, you know, and this happens to my, uh, at our events, you know, I yeah. uh, help transform a lot of, you know, a ton of people's lives. Uh, and then they bring me these really special gifts, you know, uh, and so on like that. I, you know, I, I thank you, but I don't need that, you know, um, but you can't turn it down though. Because then it's disrespectful because that's the honorary 
thing to do. You know, it's their form from spirit level. It's their form of thanks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Prince passed away, his songs became instant chart toppers again. You know, they instantly started um, topping the charts and Minnesota, you know, turned the whole city purple. And yes, they had helicopters flying around. You videotaped some of it and shared it on the on the Facebook page. Um, what does that do to the worldwide frequency, or does Prince feel that, or how does it translate? Like, uh, he's telling me if only they knew. Um, so, so let's see if we can expand on that. Oh, uh, if only they knew what I know now, and that's his his words, really. Mm-hmm. They would still do it, but from a different point of view. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if that makes sense for you. Um, but more of an honorary point of view, this is just more, say, physical. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, so most things or most things that people have done uh, stays in the physical realm here. It doesn't say transcend. So what he's saying, if only they knew how to do it the right way, Basically, what he's telling me is like, so now that he's awakened, he's just like trying to help, say, the masses awaken, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it would be, say, different the way, um, and they would still honor him through listening to his music and so on like that. But the, uh, the spiritual frequencies or the spiritual intent, say, would be different and be pure for them. It would help them as well as they help Prince or bless Prince. So like with your meta healings, you know, um, mm-hmm. when you record a meta healing and you share it with the audience. Um, you say that, you know, we have no time and space so they can access this meta healing at any time and, and, you know, get the power from it. Um, yes. now with this music that Prince created in this capsule, you know, I would assume it's similar to a meta healing. It's, it, it has no time and space. Um, kind of give you the frequencies of Prince. Okay. Before, so you can listen to, or you can go back to say any music that Prince played okay, uh, before and then after, uh, and you maybe you can feel say the difference uh, between the two on how you feel listening to the music. Does that make sense? How, how does that sound? Yeah. So this, yeah, no, I I, I like it. So, so you mean, but we do a before and after with the music, or how does that? Yeah, so initially, uh, and maybe it will take a longer, say, meta-healing. So the first track, uh, or the first, say, Mm meta-healing, or part of the meta-healing, would be, say, you would remember, uh, um, you know, a a favorite song, Mm -hmm. favorite Prince song. Mm -hmm. And and I guess you can do it with other songs as well, but since we're concentrating on Prince. So um, you listen to that, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, And then, say, the new frequency that he's, say, embedding mm-hmm. uh, with the same song. So, you, you know, you listen to it again or you remember it or, you know, you listen to it in, in, your, in, your, in your, you know, mind's ear, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, you know, after the meta healing, give it a couple hours for most people, uh, go back and listen to your favorite song, you know, in physical form mm-hmm. uh, and you'll see how that's transformed for you. Awesome. Uh, so we'll get started again, uh, getting comfortable sitting, standing, lying down. And let's just stand up for this one. If you can physically stand up just to break free from anything, just to kind of just let go 
of your normal um, um, conscious visualization of what, say, a meditation is. Although this is a meta healing where I guide you into a nice deep state of meditation, even if you've had issues meditating before. Uh, and then I work on you or reprogram you on the back end. Deep breath in again, acknowledging or confirming position that you chose, whether it is sitting, standing, lying down, noting your hands, position of your hands, whether they're touching uh, or not, or they're next to you, wherever they might be. Another deep breath in again. Let's start to generate those frequencies. And let's just bring Prince in as well. He'll, well, kind of cool. He's really getting into it, actually. Uh, he'll, he'll come through. Uh, as well. So it's, uh, again, it's not what I generate. It's not me. So it's pure source. And then say Prince's frequencies uh, as well coming through in this meta healing. There you go. Deep breath in again. Connecting to the group dynamics. Just wondering how many people are going to be listening or are listening at the same time, different times to this podcast quite a few. So it creates strength. It creates momentum. There you go. And one more breath in. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And then coming into your groin area. Since many of his, say, older uh, songs were of, say, sexual bent. For those new people, you might not know the difference or the feeling of frequencies coming in because you've never experienced me before. But I think people who've experienced me before can kind of maybe sense or feel frequencies that are generated. You'll feel that essence of Prince coming through as well. So by the way, I'm not channeling Prince. Never want to do that. And just hanging out in the groin area from the belly button on down. And then your chest. <laughs> Seems like he was a breast man from what I'm seeing. So, uh, your chest, your groin. And just to get you, say, deeper, we'll count up to 45. Okay. So 
get closer and closer to 45, we'll go deeper and deeper, or send higher and higher. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. Again, chest growing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Continue to work on you. Thirteen. Deeper and deeper. Fourteen. Fifteen. Become more and more into the present moment. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. As we come into that present moment. Twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. Time tends to slow down. Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. Or we can pull away from time. Thirty. Thirty-one. And float. No time. No space. Thirty-four. Thirty-five. Thirty-six. Thirty-seven. Thirty-eight. Thirty-nine. Forty. Forty-one. Forty-two. Forty-three. Forty-four. Forty-five. Noticing how you're feeling. Noticing your chest, your groin. Let's go ahead and pick a Prince song, any song that you'd like. More effective that way if you don't know a Prince song. Well, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but if you don't know a Prince song, uh, any song. Notice how you feel, your chest, your groin. I'm not going to seed you, you know, your perception, what you're feeling, and so on. We'll do that later. I'll talk about it. So just now, just experience it. Breath in again.
And as I continue to work on you, again, noting your chest, your groin. Your lips. As you listen to the music in its original form, your hair. Some of you might be feeling say sensual or sexual. arch of your lower back. Nape of your neck. Quite interesting. Um, I continue to work on you again. Prince's words kind of coming through. Uh, we touch, and that's how his music, actually certain frequencies within his music, touched you in your erogenous zones. Quite interesting, actually. And he knew exactly, say, what tones, frequencies to create from his music. To create that sensual sense in those areas. Deep breath in again. On the exhale. Opening your eyes for a flash, connecting something inanimate, the floor or the ceiling. Just noticing where you are. Uh, let's just count down from five to one, five, four, three, two, one. Noticing again where you are, where your head is. Your shoulders, your chest, your groin, your body in this present moment. There you go. We'll push everything aside. Perhaps you might notice, say, that sensation, feeling, even the sound going further and further away, it disappears. Yeah, just kind of wiping that slate, right? Wiping that chalkboard clean. Breath in again. 
on the exhale. Let's come back up. Zero to five. Zero. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Let's go a little higher. Six. We can go back into that timeless zone. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Noticing how you're feeling. Noticing your breath as we breathe in. On the exhale, replaying that music, whatever song you chose. And then noticing how it feels on your chest. You're growing. Just take a few minutes. For some, it'll be really extreme. Uh, for some, it might be, say, a subtle difference. But as you listen in physical form, you'll see the difference.
Noticing your chest, groin area, and your erogenous zones. Nape of the neck, small of the back, back of your knees. right below your throat. Noting your breath. Come back into this moment in time. Go. Saw the first version. Uh, if you're kind of sensitive, probably felt more of a degrading or washing away. Right? As you say, enlightened or got into the music. Right? So slow erosion. Uh, on the second, hopefully you felt um, an enhancement, uh, still very uh, sensual, sexual, um, but an enhancing form of sensuality, right? So a building up process. There you go. I'm just going to let you in this space for as long as you wish. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast. I'll see you on another one. Take care.